0: Happy Father's Day. But if you're listening to the podcast and not watching during the live stream, you're getting this on Monday. So it's a belated Happy Father's Day. For those of you that are joining me on TikTok and on Facebook, you're watching this live. It's 6.30 on a Sunday. I do this every Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night at 6.30. I do have a little spilt milk that I need to get to. What is spilt milk? Spilt milk are the problems that I deal with on a daily basis, that you deal with on a daily basis. Spilt milk is something that takes you away from the bigger issues in life. For example, protests are happening, Grant statue gets toppled, but you don't have time to worry about that crap because you have spilt milk. Some user just said hi. Now listen, I have been banned from TikTok for seven days. TikTok is back. I am live on TikTok Live on Facebook, right here on Father's Day. A great day to honor all the dads, all the good dads, not the shitty dads. All the good dads, thank you. Before we get to that, let's start uh, here. We're going to talk about Father's Day and about how important dads are. We're going to talk about U.S. Grant. We're going to talk about Trump's rally. We're going to talk about why my glasses are on my ear and not on the side of my face. That's a little spilt milk. So I have, uh, I wrestled in high school and when I, at a, at a, at a young age, I got Empatigo. I used to get Empatigo. It's nasty. It's a, it's a disgusting thing. So I always get Empatigo. I get outbreaks year round. So I have a little uh, outbreak of Empatigo on my right ear and I'm trying to keep my glasses off of it. It'll go away in a few days. It sucks. It's one of those things that continuously comes back. Anybody that wrestled will know what I'm talking about. So if you're wondering why my glasses are all crooked and off to the side, it's because I have empathy. Secondly, it's about 10,000 degrees in the basement. I can't even breathe down here. It is so muggy down here. We probably should have did this outside in my backyard or with the neighbors. Everybody is enjoying outside, enjoying Father's Day, and I am here with you guys to talk to you guys as I'm supposed to do, but I'm burning. Dude, it's like 90,000 degrees in my basement. No AC down here, no air circulation, no window to pop open. I'm going to start sweating. I'm going to take all my fucking clothes off. I am dying down here, dying. Now, things I want to talk about, Clearly, Father's Day, maybe we should talk about the fact that I am obviously been drinking. I've been drinking Bully Boy rum, Boston rum, the official rum of my podcast until I find a rum that I like better. Currently, I like the Billy Boy or the Bully Boy rum. It's good. It's made here in Boston. I'm from Boston, so we talk about Boston. Uh, people on my TikTok are asking me how I'm doing. They haven't seen me for a few days. Guys, I'm fantastic. Check out the Bully Boy rum. It's really good. Although it's a little bit expensive. I'm not going to lie. It's on the expensive side. You don't get enough booze for your buck, but you should give it a try. But clearly, it has me a little bit buzzed up, so I'm buzzed. We're hanging. We're going to talk Father's Day. I'm a dad. I have two kids. I have Nariam Joseph Paziali and I have Presley Ray Paziali. My son, Nariam, is 12 years old. My daughter, Presley, is five years old. One of those days, where everybody has insecurities, so Father's Day is one of those days where it's like, oh, it's it's Dad's day, all about Dad. Let's take care of Dad. I personally am not a holiday. I'm not a holiday person. I don't care for birthdays. I don't care for holidays. Easter, Christmas, Valentine's Day. I, I love you 365 days a year. Um, I hook you up with with nice things 365 days a year. Father's Day is just another day to me. I, I, I'm i a good dad. I don't need a day to tell me that I'm a good dad. But it's nice to have a day for dads to honor all the guys that are hardworking dads that don't really get to spend a lot of time with their kids because they're busy working. It's a nice day. It really is. So thank you. You should thank yourself and give yourself a pat on the back if you're a dad. Or if you have a dad that was a good dad, you should call him up. Dad, thank you for being a really good father. But I don't need that. Um, it, some of these days are tough days for other people. I have my daughter full time. I have my son half time. Someone just asked me if I like Trump, bro. That's like asking me if I like cheese pizza. Come on, move on. Um, so I don't have Nariam all the time, and it sucks on a day like today where he goes home about noon, and people ask me like, "Does that bother you that you don't get your son for Father's Day?" And it doesn't. I, I'm a good dad. 365 days a year and I get to spend time with my son on the days that I get to spend time with my son and I'm not worried about it because I spend time with him so I'm not insecure about the fact that I don't get him and I don't make it a problem for anybody I don't beef about it at all I love my little man I get to spend a ton of time with my daughter but the days that I have my son I spend the most amount of time I can with him so I don't worry about the days I can't have him and I don't worry about the time that he has to leave I just enjoy the time that I have with him And that's what anybody should do. So if you have a son and you have uh, 50-50 custody and you only have him half the time and it just so happens that on Father's Day, he needs to go home when he needs to go home, you don't have to bitch about it. Enjoy the fact that you got to spend time with him. Enjoy him while you can because you may not be around. That's another topic we're going to talk to about dads. I love my little guy. I get along with his mom just fine. And when it's time for him to go home, it's time for him to go home and I don't bitch and I don't want to say you get what you get and you don't get upset like the kids like to say. I just enjoy the time that I have with him and I am grateful to have the time that I have with him. And everybody should be that, be like that. Now, to all the dads that are good dads and are dealing with the... here, uh, yeah, let me preface this in a different way. Right now, all day long on all social media... It's been hashtag all parents matter. Hashtag Mother's Day. I don't like that crap. moms, you guys have your day. You have Mother's Day. You don't need Father's Day. Father's Day doesn't need your day. Today is for the dads. Let the dads enjoy their day. Let the dads have it. Let, Let the dads feel good about what they've done 365 days a year. They're good dudes. They deserve their day. There are no reason whatsoever... For you to tarnish Father's Day and act like you need to step up. Oh, there's a bunch of single moms. Well, there are a ton of single dads as well. And they're really good fathers that really do a good job. There are just as many crappy moms as there are crappy dads. And on Mother's Day, we're not, oh, it's it's like Father's Day. Single dads. No. You have your day. We have our day. Keep your day. And step off of our day. On our day let us have it. We're good guys. We work hard. We go to work five, six days, seven days a week sometimes. We take care of our families. We love our kids. We support our families. So step off. Let us have the day. Let us enjoy the fact that we're good dads. Let us have a drink. Let me get a buzz. Let me drink my Billy Boy. Let me get my cheese pizza, my egg cheese sandwich. And let me enjoy my kids when any of this garbage about mom lives matter. Yes, mom lives do matter. But dad's lives do matter. There's a huge problem in this country where you guys are attacking the men. You're coming after the single white male. or the married... Nah, you're coming after white guys, period. You're white. You're 40, you got kids, you're a bum, you can't even have Father's Day. You got to tarnish and garbage up Father's Day, and we're not going to stand for it. So happy Father's Day to all the men that are good dads, and to all the dads that aren't good and that are scumbags, go F yourself. We don't want you to come around, beat it. Don't try to slide in on Father's Day like, oh, I'm your dad, or you're feeling lonely because your kids haven't talked to you for six years because you were a scumbag beat it, right, but by, fa- <coughs> someone says I'm Filippo, by Filippo is what I say, or by Felicia. beat it, today is a day to honor all the good dads, the service dads, the police dads, the nurse dads, the doctor dads, the construction dads, the middle-class working dad, every single good father, today is your day, thank you for everything you do for your kids, I'll give you an example, Quick story from my dad. I told it on social media today. This is how important and integral dads are to the growth of a young man and a young woman. They need their dads because dads don't, there's no BS with dads. Dads give it to you straight. We teach you about hard work. I'm not saying women don't, but I'm just saying today it's about dads. So let it be about dads. When I was a young man, my father, Stan, Stan Pazzioli, hashtag Stan did a great job making sure that I became a man and making sure that I understood that hard work is the only way you're going to get through life. He did a damn good job with it. When I was younger, my buddy John, he got a car. His father, great guy, the bull of the woods, that's what we call him, Big John Lafferty. I, I love the man, happy Father's Day, Big John. But Big John was a different style father. He would do anything for his kids, Anything buy them anything, get them anything, whatever they wanted, he, he got it for them. And I'm not saying he's a bad guy for it. I'm just saying that was his style. So he got his, he got his kid, John, my best friend, he got him a car at when he, when he turned 16 and was old enough. Of course, I went up to my dad and I'm like, Hey, my dad's like, I guess you want a car. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. I want a car. My father was like, great. You want wheels? Get a job. You want a car? Get a job. You buy your car yourself. I'm not buying you a car. You have to work for it. Tough luck. He pointed at his car. Said, I work for that. I paid for that. And I put money into it to keep it riding. You want wheels? Get a job. So I went. I got a job. My first job, outside of caddying anyways, was working at McDonald's. I worked at McDonald's at Four Corners in Wuber, Massachusetts. And while I was working there, I started saving money. I went from there to Papaginos. Um, but... I remember the first day I got, I got hired and now remember this that, well, you probably don't remember, but I I played football, I I wrestled and I ran track. So I had sports after school, but they had hours for kids. You could work like three hours a day. I want to say it was like, it was either six to eight, but that would be two hours. It was six to nine or it was five to eight, something like that. And I remember I got hired. I went to my father and I said, dad, I got a job. I'm going to save the money. I'm going to get a car. My father's like, oh, that's great. So you got a job? I'm like, yep. He's like, when are you going to work? And I was like, here's the days. And I go, I actually got to work tonight. I need to be there at five o'clock. And my father looks at the clock, the old digital ass clock. He's like, oh, he's like, it's like four, four. You got 15 minutes to get there. You better get going. And I was like, yep. Yeah, will you give me a ride? My father goes, no, I'm not giving you a ride. You got a job. You need to be there on time. You need to start walking. I was blown away. I'm like, what do you mean I got to walk down? Full corners is on the other side of Wuben. It's like it's like an eight-mile walk. You better get walking, and you better call him and tell him you're going to be late, because I'm not giving you a ride. And he didn't. He never gave me a ride to work. Not once did this man give me a ride to work. First day, I was late. I apologized. I walked to work. I found a ride home. My buddy Gavi gave me a ride home. I bought a bike off of the money. Before I could get a car, I had to get a bike And then I used to ride the bike to work. And then during wrestling season, I used to run to work because I was losing weight. But it taught me, and I'll tell you what, the car, when I finally bought that car, I had such respect for the hard work and the years. Took me two years to save the money, to save the money to buy a piece of crap car. And I cared about the car and I respected the work that it took to get the car. My dad taught me a great lesson. First. That he's not going to be there to do stuff for me. And he's not anymore. He's gone. And that I need to be able to figure it out for myself. That I have to work and save and get things for myself. Because he can't do it for me. I bet you it killed him. I bet you it absolutely burned my dad inside. To be like, yeah, I I can't help you with this. Because I want to help my son. I'd like to do the same thing. Maybe I will. I'm a different style dad than my father. 'Cause I, I kind of feel a little like, man, would have been nice if I had the wheels. My father was ruthless like that. Taught me that I had to work for everything in my life. Even as I got older, when I had my son Narium, and I was living in a house that I owned in Attleboro, and it's the middle of the winter, and we lost heat. I and mean, my son had only been he's less than a year old. And uh, the the furnace went, I called my father, Dad, I gotta I, I need to borrow some money to get a furnace to get, a, to get a, a heater, my dad was like, you'll figure it out. And he hung up on me. And I did. I figured it out. He reminded me that I'm a man, that I can work and I can do this on my own. I don't need his help. And that's so important that dads need to teach their kids how to be a man uh, by leaving, never coming back. Oh, bye. You don't have to come back. My, my dad taught me he wasn't going to be there. Oh, okay. I'm sorry that your father did that to you. My dad was a good guy. So my my father taught me how to work my butt off. He taught me that it was important. Here's my daughter. Let's meet Presley Ray. Say hi to everybody. Guys, this is my daughter Presley, who I will in turn teach her how to work hard and how to earn things on her own and that she doesn't need a man to take care of her. I'm going to teach her that she doesn't need someone else to help her out, how important it is for her to be able to take care of herself and love herself and know that she doesn't need um, a man next to her Daddy, to be good. is it okay if I play with this? Yes, it is okay. Okay, I'm sorry. All right. I'm going to open this. All right, go ahead. Do you guys understand what I'm trying, trying to tell you? It Now, years later, I talked to my father about it. I said, hey, Dad, you remember all those times you put me through shit and my father just said, hey, I, I wasn't here to be your best friend. I was here to teach you how to be a man. And now I am a man. Now I do things for myself. Now I can work and Abe Lincoln said it best. The worst thing you can do for somebody is something they can do for themselves. If you start doing things for people and not forcing them to do it for themselves, they're, it's like a cat. You, give a, you feed a cat once, he's going to continuously come back. You do shit for your kids that they can do for themselves, they're always going to need you as a crutch. They're never going to be able to take care of themselves. Now, I'm not saying you need to be a dickhead, but there are things that come up in life that you need to let your kids deal with you need to let them learn. They can figure it out. I do that to my son all the time. I'm like, my son will be like, Hey dad, I don't know how to put this, this thing together on the back of the TV. And I'm like, yeah, well that sucks. You're not going to be able to use the TV until you figure it out. How am I going to figure it out? Dad, I I don't know. Watch a YouTube video. You'll figure it out. I'm not doing it for you. It's simple. Very simple. I don't know how to connect this Xbox. Guess what? Now the kid knows how he can connect Xboxes like it's nobody's business. He knows where all the inputs are, what all the things are, how to put it together. No problem. Simple. My son learned because I made him learn. My son learned because I wasn't a bitch and was like, oh, I'll do it for you, buddy. No, it's terrible. If you do that to your kids, they're going to need you for the rest of your life. You might as well carry your kid around until he's 30, 40 years old till you drop dead of a heart attack. And doesn't learn how to live life. My father died when he was 58. I was 35 years old. By that time, I'm a full-blown man at 35 years old. No need for my father. No need for help. Moved out of my house when I was 18 years old. Did not rely on that man. Only called him for guidance. When I needed guidance, I would call my dad and I would ask for guidance. Say, hey, dad, I need a little advice in this direction. And I always knew what my father's answer was. I mean, I didn't even have to call him because I knew. If I was having a problem with something... I knew my father's advice, very quiet, very simple advice, always straight to the point, always straight to the point, usually in the form of you'll figure that out, or never woe is me, never aunt, aunt, hard work, you'll you'll get it done through hard work, dad, this is going to take forever, I can't do this, you can do this, you can figure it out, so that's how important parents and dads are. There. We've talked about dads. So important. Happy Father's Day to everybody. Father's Day is absolutely not canceled. We need dads. Dads, we need you to mold the sons of America into men. And we need you to mold the daughters of America into fine strong women so that they can be better than men. So that they can live without men. So that they don't need a man's help. Mom, I'm down here. Presley Ray's down here, as you can hear. That's what we need fathers for. Guys... It's your challenge to be a great dad and to be there for your kids, but it's also your plight not to do shit for them. They need to learn. They absolutely need to learn on their own and they need to figure things out for themselves. When they fall, you will be there to pick them up and teach them what they did wrong and maybe help them in the best direction, but leave it at guidance. Let them learn. Let them scrape their knees. Let them mess up their elbows Whatever it takes so that they can work and live and be prosperous by themselves. Teach them how to work hard. Teach them to be mentally tough and to care about themselves first. I always say to my son, he will tell you this straight up. Nariam, I love you. He'll say, I love you too, dad. What's more important, buddy, that I love myself? It's the utmost importance that you are there for your kids, But that you are not doing things for your kids. Your kids can take the fucking trash out. Trust me, they can. They can take the trash out. Your kids can carry something. Your kids can get water out of the fridge by themselves. Your kids can get on a chair and get a glass high up in the cabinet without you doing it for them. You gotta let them do it. Let them do it. Your your kids can wipe their own ass. Let them do it. Alright, there we go. We'll move on from Dad's. Happy Father's Day. Should we talk briefly? Let's talk briefly about Trump because I'm going to surprise you guys on this one. I am, uh, yes, you guys know that I am pro-Trump. I am a Trumper. I, But he had his rally on Saturday night and I absolutely love, you guys are going to hate me here. You guys might bail out. This might be the end because I support Trump 150%. But I love what happened to him at his rally. I support peaceful protests in this country, whether they're from the left or from the right. When the right has a protest and it's peaceful and it's done properly, I love it. When the left has a protest and it's done peacefully, I love it. These kids, these TikTok kids, and I love TikTok. I'm on TikTok. I I I love being on the TikToks. They did it right. They sent in millions, thousands of requests for tickets for Trump's rally. They bought tickets and they kept people out of his rally. The, the stadium that they bought out holds 19,200 people. Only 60, sorry, only 6,000 people actually showed up to the rally because the rest of the tickets were bought by people that don't support Donald Trump, by younger kids to keep people from going. I think it was fantastic. It's such a great way to protest. It's better than vandalizing stadiums, I mean, uh, uh, statues. It's better than smashing a business owner's windows. It's better than burning down a Wendy's. It's better than toppling Ulysses S. Grant's statue, which we're going to get into, which should have never been done. It's civil disobedience. The right needs to do stuff like that, and the left needs to do stuff like that. It sends a deafening message to the president that we're upset. Sends a deafening message to the Republicans that we're pissed off. And it was done peacefully. Peacefully. And it sends a loud message. The president heard it because in his speech he bitched about it. He heard you. He doesn't hear or care about the spray paint or the smash window that has happened at a business. He doesn't care about the Wendy's that got burnt down. But you got to him. You did it right. You got to the man. How I feel about it is a different story. I'm not. I, I like Trump. I'm pissed off that that it happened. I wanted anybody who likes Trump to get to go see Trump. I think it's garbage. I support him, but they did it right. That's how you peacefully protest. You don't have to kneel for the national anthem. Don't kneel for the national anthem. Stand at, at, at attendance for the anthem for the flag. But what you do do? Don't buy tickets. To the NFL, then you'll let the NFL know you're pissed off. If you're a player, don't play. Then you'll let everybody know that you're pissed off. Such a great way to protest. It should be lauded. I I love, I am so happy that the left went away from being violent. I, I don't even know if it's all the people on the left that are being violent with their protests, okay? So that's kind of a shitty statement to say. What I'm saying is we finally had an example in this country where people were smart enough to understand that a good way to protest is to buy the tickets at a president's rally. If you're not happy with Dad. it, you should do that. One second, honey. Dad. You should do the same to Joe Biden. If you don't like Joe Biden's movement and he's going to have a rally, buy up his tickets. It's fantastic. Hi, honey. Will, so- will you help I Oh, guys, I, I, um, honey, I think you can figure it out yourself. You can figure it out. You'll it. No, that's you can. You, no, no, no. That's not how you figure it out. Be smart about it. You know how to do it. Okay. Okay. Oh, wait, why don't you I, go... don't, I don't remember. How I do this. Yeah. Why don't you go upstairs and do it though? Oh, man. She'll I figure have it out. I can tell my mom that. All right. You got it. Oh, man. I could open that for her, but I won't. Do you guys understand what I'm trying to say? I d- I don't approve of the Trump rally uh, getting bought out. I'm not happy about it. But I love the way the people protested. I love it. That's how we do it. That's so American. That's Americana at its best. If you're not happy with something, boycott it. If you're not happy with something, protest. If you're not happy with something, buy out the entire effing stadium. No one gets hurt. No one. Nothing gets vandalized. The anthem doesn't get tarnished. The flag doesn't get burned. And you send a message. I love creative protesting. I applaud it. I think it's fantastic, even though I don't support it. Here, I'm a conservative as they come, and I am Republican as they come, 100%. And I love when the First Amendment gets used properly, and it was used properly in Tulsa. And I applaud people for using the tactic. It's fantastic. It's like if you're a Patriots fan, and Bill Belichick has figured out a way to exploit a rule, and he did it to your team, you still have to appreciate that Belichick did it. You still have to look back and be like, damn, damn, Belichick did it. This is great. Even if you're not a Pats fan, you have to appreciate it. I'm not a liberal, but I appreciate the creativity, no violence protest that the TikTok people did. I think it's fantastic. I wish that more people would think of smart ways to protest, because I'm telling you, you got the president's attention way more than you would smashing a window, way more than freezing a bottle of water and chucking it at a car, way more than toppling one of the greatest presidents of all time, U.S. List Grant's statue. You got the president's attention. That is how you do it. Congratulations. Well done. They won this one. If I were the president, and I'll, I'll take it a step further, If I were the president of the United States, if I were Donald Trump, he went the wrong way with it. He bitched about it. He complained about it. I would have lauded it. If I were the president and I was in Tulsa and there were only 6,000 people in a stadium that holds 19,000 and it was clear that this was a protest and that it was a boycott and that people that don't support me bought out the tickets, I would have got right up there and I would have said, damn, good job. That's what America is about. That's what this country is about. This country represents everything peaceful. This country represents peaceful protests. You did a good job. I would have clapped my hands for them. Even though I don't support their movement, I would have said, this is how you do it. And that's how our president can relate. But he didn't. He bitched. He moaned like he always does. And he loses when he does that. The way you beat people, take it from me. I'm someone that my entire life I've been shit on by people. My entire life I have people coming at me. And the way I turn myself on them, I acknowledge what they did. I acknowledge it. Sometimes I'll praise it. Even if I think it's wrong, I'll just say, hey, you know what? That was a good one. You did a good job. That was great. You take the teeth right out of them. You knock the wind out of them. What you don't do is tell them that it was that, that they fucked you. They did a good job on this one. They got us. Trump, they got you. And I, and I support Trump. You guys know this. You know I am a Republican. And I support everything Republican. We got bested by a bunch of teenagers. We got bested. And it's very American. And you should appreciate this. You really should appreciate the fact that anything that anybody is talking about right now in the United States is that a bunch of kids got together peacefully protested by buying out a stadium to limit the amount of people that could show up to the rally. It's fantastic. Honestly, I wish someone in baseball would do that. When it's a Red Sox Yankees game or and it's in New York and someone from Boston buys all the tickets so New Yorkers can't go to the game. It's it's fantastic. It's 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 important. That we participate in peaceful protests. Because listen, everybody on the right, our day's gonna come. We're gonna have something to protest about. We're gonna have something to be, we got plenty of shit to bitch about over here on the right. And we're gonna need to protest and we need to keep it peaceful. We need to do the right thing. Boycott. You could shut businesses down without smashing a window, just don't buy their goods and services. It's like Chick fil A. If you support the gay and lesbian movement, you probably shouldn't eat a Chick-fil-A because the owner of Chick-fil-A is going to start giving money towards organizations for restructuring. I don't know exactly what the hell that is, but they're going to stop putting money towards educating kids at a young age that they shouldn't be gay. I don't know what the hell that is. I don't support it. I'm probably still going to eat Chick-fil-A because it's the best chicken sandwich, period. Speaking of that, who makes the best... We should stop for a second. Who makes the best chicken sandwich? I believe Chick-fil-A does. Curious what you guys think. I think it's better than any chicken sandwich on the planet. Better than Popeye's, better than KFC, McDonald's, Burger King. I actually think Chick-fil-A's chicken sandwich is better than any restaurant's chicken sandwich. There is no place that has a better chicken sandwich than Chick-fil-A. Popeye's my ass, man. You can't even, please, Popeye's can't touch it. But if, if you were dead serious, right, about supporting the gay's, then you wouldn't eat a Chick-fil-A anymore and you would try to put them out of business without smashing a window. You just wouldn't eat there. You get what I'm saying? That's why it's so important. That's why it's great. And you know on this program that if I don't agree with the president, I'm going to tell you. If I agree with the left, I will tell you. There, there, there I am not bought out. Trust me, I'm not bought out, man. I got like 10 people listening. I, you can't buy me. I tell you how it is and how I feel. And I'm passionate about it. Sometimes I go on a rift and I say shit that maybe doesn't come out the right way because you're misunderstanding what I'm trying to tell you and you take it the wrong way. I love this country, but I support peaceful protests, whether I'm for it or not. I support your right to bear arms. I support everything the Constitution has to say for everyone, not just for the right, also for the left. All the protections it offers, it offers to both sides. And in this instance, executed Fantastically Chicken sandwiches Please let's get to that Let's get to the chicken sandwiches What else what, Where else are we talking I, I support that Alright um, Hashtag dad 365 by the way Was something I was trying to get rolling today So if you guys could pop that out For those of you that don't know On my podcast When I do my podcast Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday Thursday nights At 6.30 I do it on TikTok live I do it on Facebook live As the podcast grows, I will move to uh, Instagram Live and Twitter Live to have all the feeds going. And I'm trying to get my YouTube channel up to 1,000. So if you people don't follow me on YouTube, please do. If you don't follow me on Facebook, follow me on Facebook, follow me on TikTok. But also on YouTube, I have to get to 1,000 subscribers so that I can go YouTube Live. I would like to do that. Um, Thursday night might be an issue for the podcast. I'm going camping. Real camping. We should talk about this. I'm going real camping on Thursday night. Tent camping. What's camping? Is camping, if you go on a camper, are you camping? Or is camping in a tent with a sleeping bag? Or is camping in a camper without a sleeping bag? That's a debate that we need to talk about. I'm going camping up in uh, uh, Ossipee Lake Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. We're going with a tent where we're, it, it's real camping in a tent with my kids i don't think camping in a camper's real camping i think that's just like a hotel on wheels it's the easy living camping is in a tent everybody's saying camp is in a tent so we're gonna go up there i don't know if i have um wi-fi service up there dude did you just ask me if i was muslim you know what that, that i don't even know why i got upset like that no i am not i'm i'm if i had to pick wait I'll get on my religion in one second. Let me finish the camping thing. I might not have Wi-Fi up there, so I might not be able to do the podcast on Thursday night. I don't know yet. The second I get there, I will test out the Wi-Fi to see if I have it. I will test out my signal. And if I have it, I will send something out on my social media, and I will let you guys know that we're doing the podcast. If you don't hear from me and I can't post anything on social media, that means I can't do the podcast because we don't have any service out there. I'm hoping that we have service. Now, a man just asked me if I was Muslim. Someone said, clearly Muslim. I am not Muslim. Um, my religion is is Roman Catholic. I grew up Roman Catholic. Um, I do believe in God. I'm just answering somebody. I do believe in God, but I don't push my religion on other people. The only thing I would say about God is this. Um, I do not pray to God for things. I do not ask God to give me something. I only pray to him for guidance and I do it on my own time and I don't do it around other people. So I do believe in God. I don't push my religion on you. If you believe in him, great. If you don't, I don't care. It's not my problem. I believe that there is a God. I pray to God on my own time. And when I do pray to him, I ask for guidance so that I can be, so that I can step up to the opportunity that has been presented to me so that I can execute it the way it should be executed. We'll move on from that. I, I don't like to. Uh, I don't like to talk about religion on my program because it's your preference. You do what you want with it. Me, on the other hand, I, I I believe in the good Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So we can move from that. Camping. We got on Grant. Let's talk about Ulysses S. Grant as we're running out a little bit of time here. And I I, I don't want to get all crazy and uh, yelling and and screaming. Because I'm over it and I just I want to have fun and I want to relax and I I want this podcast to be something that's that's enjoyable to come to and we could talk about the topics of the day. So I'm not gonna get all spazzing out on this topic. It's very disheartening to see that Ulysses S. Grant, his statue was toppled in San Francisco. And I'd like to discuss this in a in a meaningful conversation without yelling. To try to get my point across, that's something my dad would always do. He would talk calmly when he wanted to get something across to people. Um, he would hold on. My TikTok thing got messed up. He wouldn't come at you aggressively. He would talk to you about it. U.S. Grant was a, was the general before he became general, right? The, the, yeah. Why don't we give a, a quick backstory on Grant? Grant's family was against slavery. His father was big time against it. Grant married into a family that had slaves. Grant, at the time, not sure how he felt about it. His father-in-law gives him a slave. I know it's disgusting to talk about the fact that you could actually give another human being away, okay? So I'm, I'm with you there. It's, it, it's pretty disgusting. He gives him a slave. Grant realizes right away that this is wrong. Realizes that this is... You, you can't enslave people. Although he keeps, it's terrible to even say, the the, the slave is is there for about a year or so. But Grant works hand in hand. Anything the slave did, hear me out. Anything the slave did, Grant did. Grant chopped wood alongside him. Grant harvested the plants right alongside him. He used to take shit from the locals, from his father-in-law for the fact that he would work hand in hand with this man. And then eventually, after feeling so disgusted by it and so bothered by it, he frees the man. And when he's freeing him, he's he's basically banished from this family, except for by his wife. He's cast it out like he's a bum. Get beat it. People at uh, uh, the place where you go, I don't know what they call it, with the courthouse, where he went to give this man emancipation, said, you sure you want to free this man? Grant's like, absolutely, 150%. We move on from that. Abe Lincoln gets elected president of the United States. Emancipation happens. Or maybe people succeed before it happens. The timeline is kind of fishy. Now we have the Confederacy. Then you have the Union. The Confederacy wants to keep slavery. The Civil War was fought over slavery, not over states' rights, period. The war breaks out because we have bases, embassies, in the Confederate states that Abe Lincoln wants to keep as Union property. The Confederate people attack it they attack Fort Sumner, they attack all these bases, war breaks out. Ulysses S. Grant is uh, the head of a militia, slowly moves up to be one of the generals, not the head general, eventually becomes the head general, eventually Lincoln finds out that he has his man, that this guy is dedicated to freeing all Americans, to freeing African-Americans, that it is his passion to do nothing but to destroy the Confederacy and free African-Americans. It is Grant that, that, that gets Lincoln to enlist African-Americans as Union soldiers. The man fights wins the war for independence. Again, it's another independence. It's a war for independence for African-Americans. He frees these people, gets them free. Once he has freed them, he doesn't stop. I want you to understand what happened here. He does not stop. He doesn't just say, okay, I freed you Bye." right? You can't just win a war, and walk away, you have to have a reconstruction. He sticks on for the reconstruction, for the assimilation of freed African Americans into the United States. He stays as general. Briefly, Lincoln gets killed like five fucking days later. Boom, he's dead. All hell breaks loose. His vice president, Andrew um Johnson, is lax, very lax on the South. Allows the reconstruction process to slow down and allows African Americans to start getting slaughtered. Down South does nothing about it, but Ulysses S. Grant, as the general of the army, says, I'm not putting up with this shit. We're going to Louisiana. We're going to Texas. We're going to Georgia. We're going to make sure that the Africans stay, that the the slaves remain free. He goes, then becomes president of the United, runs to be president to ensure that African Americans remain free. Part of his presidency, he orders the U.S. Army to strike down the KKK. They successfully stop out the KKK for the time we obviously know it comes back. He forces the South, forces them to accept their freedom. In a small window of about three or four years, African Americans Now can vote thanks to Ulysses S. Grant. The first civil act rights have been passed thanks to Ulysses S. Grant. Sorry, something's happening on my TikTok. So the first civil rights acts are passed thanks to Ulysses S. Grant. He he continues to make sure that they are free. Sends troops to go down to continue this. Spent his entire presidency defending the rights of the African-American. It's only after Grant dies, he dies, and then these scumbags down south start to come back, and future presidents fail to continue the legacy of the African-American staying free. They look the other way. They allow the KKK to come back up. It's garbage time for about 100 years, or maybe less, I guess from like 1890. Or 1885, around the time Grant dies, till about the time, till about the 1950s, or till about John F. Kennedy, or or really, um, uh, uh, what the fuck, Ford, Nixon, um, Lyndon Johnson, till, till civil rights shit gets set straight again. If Grant doesn't die, or if there is someone that succeeds him that cared as much as he did about the African Americans, none of this shit would be going on right now. This had been snuffed out. They'd be free. A hundred percent. There would be zero racism in this country. There wasn't for a time. While Grant, I mean, there was, but Grant fought to make sure it didn't happen. What am I talking about here? The whole point of this conversation is get to the fact that I can't understand how his statue gets decimated. How does the, the movement... For African Americans, whether it was a white guy that did it or a black guy that did it, how do you topple this man's statue? I, he started the civil rights movement before it was a thing. He was Black Lives Matter way before Black Lives What Matters was a movement. He started it, he fought for it. It was his legacy. Ulysses S. Grant was one of the greatest presidents of all time. The list in my eyes goes George Washington. Abraham Lincoln, Ulysses S. Grant, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, and then fifth is, I, I have like five people that could be fifth. Could be Thomas Jefferson, could be John Adams, could be um, uh, uh, Theodore Roosevelt, could be Kennedy, another man that was killed because he he cared about civil, civil rights movements. So it's just, it, it's unfortunate that uh, of all the presidents, of all the people in this country, if you're going to attack someone's Statue Ulysses S. Grant should be the last one. I mean, he he he's your guy. He he is the man when it comes to making sure equal rights happen. He saved that, you know, George Washington gave us our independence. Right? He gave some people their independence. I can agree with that. He gave us, you know, the the our independence, but he allowed slavery to stay. And Ulysses S. Grant said, nope, no, nope, not happening. I'm gonna make sure all peoples are free. And I'm going to fight the war. And then after I fight the war, I'm going to become president. And I'm going to make sure laws get set in motion to ensure that you get to vote and that you have a say. So Ulysses S. Grant was the man. Someone just asked me why my glasses are covering my ear. As I said at the top of the program, I have empathy. It's right here. It's kind of nasty. But I get it. I wrestled in high school. Um, I get it once or twice a year. I get an outbreak, uh, usually because of stress or something like that. All right. I think we're going to wrap it up on, on, on that note. It's a Father's Day. So thank you to all the dads that are good dads. And all the single moms out there, I know you want to step up and be like, you know, I'm a dad. You have your day. You have Mother's Day. And on Mother's Day, you should be celebrated. Today is the day for the good dads. I'm sorry if you had a bad dad in your life. I apologize. But if you have someone in your life that stepped in the role of your father... Maybe it was a stepdad or maybe it was a coach. Maybe you should call that person and thank them. Dads are very important to raising young men and young women, women in this country. And we need to be, they need to be on it. I don't need to be on it. I, I'm a good dad 365 days a year. You don't have to tell me I'm a good dad. I know I'm a good dad. My kids love me and I work hard for my little guys. And I'm trying to raise them to be good Americans and to to, to take the Pazzioli name, the step you know, a step further like my dad did for me. So happy Father's Day to all of you. Every single one of you. And just because your dad was a shitbag doesn't mean you have to be. Please understand that. Just because your dad was a bad dad doesn't mean you need to follow in his footsteps. But if your dad was a good man and he taught you how to raise kids and how to be a good man and how to make tough decisions, tough decisions like, you know, paying bills before you go out for fun shit, those things are always tough. Those are dad decisions. You got to be a dad and you got to take care of your kids. So thank you. Thank you, dads all across the country deserve this day. Everyone, podcast peeps, You guys have a good night. I appreciate your time. Peace out.